0: From the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Radio Rotary.
1: This is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah here. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your
0: neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to
1: improve your life. And today we're very excited because we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. And we'll be chatting with Rotarians from around the world about the great work Rotary is doing to serve all of humanity. Hi, Jonah, and here we are in the House of Friendship at the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are chatting with Zane Wilson, and she lives in Johannesburg. Oh my goodness, people from all around the world. And what are you doing here
2: at the conference? Well, we're trying to show people what can be done for people with very low literacy levels. Not only children, we've got adults, as well that aren't able to understand ordinary brochures. So if we want to talk to them about health problems it can be malaria, it can be TB, it can be mental health and of course the biggest one we've been doing recently is polio and we've been working with Rotary.
0: So your organization is called Speaking Books. Describe what a speaking book is.
2: A book has 16 soundtracks and that's the most important thing. They, uh, The person listening presses a soundtrack and it shows the copy but for those who don't read it talks to them and the soundtrack very simple in any language in the world we've done already over 30 languages and it means that not only can they understand the language but you can put a celebrity or a film star somebody that's known to that country
0: and what age ranges are these books aimed at
2: Varies. If it's for children, they're aimed from two right up to 18. But then you get the situation where adults aged between about 40 and beyond never went to school in certain countries. So they need a lot of help as well. So, Zane,
1: meanwhile, back at the ranch, you have a very interesting life too. I mean, this is a wonderful project, um, speaking books. But you commute between Johannesburg and Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, don't you?
2: That's right, my husband is actually in Hilton Head, but I'm needed a lot in South Africa. And from South Africa, I can look at all the African states, Kenya, Nigeria, Cameroon, and we help them all out there. So I fly between the two on a very long flight. So getting back to the
0: speaking books, uh, you hear the audio track and the words are in front of them. Do they make that connection or to teach, actually teach people to read without being in a, in a, school, uh, in a school setting?
2: It not necessarily teaches them to read, but it teaches them the subject we need them. And we haven't done it, but UNICEF did some great research, and they showed two things. People understood, they memorized, they were aware of the problem, but um, the other thing they actually managed to show them was that they could pick and going from place to place to place and replay the stories. So if there was a, a page they weren't understanding too well, they just replayed it and replayed it until they were comfortable with it.
0: And how do these folks get the books? Uh, are they distributed through Rotary Clubs or and is there any cost to, to the recipient?
2: No, not to the recipient at all. These books are never, ever sold. Usually the Rotary Clubs buy them and they distribute them to the schools, to the clinics, to the nursing colleges, wherever they need help. Which Rotary Clubs uh,
1: contact you mostly for book distribution?
2: Well obviously Hilton Head were roped in (laughs) at an early stage but often it's Rotary Clubs in Africa, particularly Nigeria some in India Cameroons um, the American companies are great because they are partnering with the African Rotary Clubs. So between them, they're able to build the funds up. The books cost about 10 to $12 per book. But UNICEF was showing us that one book was read by 127 people. That's tremendous. So Huge.
1: This is what we're trying to suss out is to let our listeners know about the partnerships that get created with organizations like UNICEF, but with Rotary Clubs globally. You'll partner from different continents on one project. And I think what a great idea. Speaking books, we have examples of them in this beautiful booth, by the way. This is a very inviting booth, very visual booth. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Safe travels as you jet across oceans and everything else, continents to continents, and being a wonderful Rotarian and have fun. Much success at the rest of the convention.
0: And Zane, before we say goodbye, why don't you give us the uh, website in case anybody out there wants to help sponsor a speaking book?
2: Just
0: www.speakingbooks.com. That's with an scom Well, Zane Wilson of uh, Johannesburg and sometimes Hilton Head, South Carolina, uh, outstanding Rotarian. Thank you so much for everything you're doing to promote literacy and good health through information. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Road.
2: Thank you so much indeed. We're excited to be here. And we'll continue. Our next
0: guest on Radio Rotary is Sifa Lawasa from Kampala, Uganda. And she's involved with something called Mediators Beyond Borders. Well, hi there, Sifa. Welcome to Radio Rotary.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: What is Mediators Beyond Borders?
3: Mediators Beyond Borders is a group of Rotarians working to resolve conflicts, working with the Rotarian Peace Action Group to mediate any conflict right from homesteads internationally so that we can have a better world of peace. And in case, of course, disagreements do happen, but when they are there, there's always a way of resolving so that we restore peace.
0: So at what level are these mediations taking place? Is it country to country, neighbor to neighbor, tribe to tribe?
3: At all levels, home. Husband and wife, let me say family, even our own children, country to country, internationally. If there is anything that has, if a conflict has arisen and there is, there is always need to resolve conflicts and we we'll work together for a better result or way forward.
0: Now the mediators, are they all judges and lawyers or is it people who just have special training and just from everyday walks of life?
3: They are people with special training. They are mediators, specialists, people who have the skills, the required skills to know what type of mediation should be given to different levels.
0: And Sifa, have you yourself done mediation?
3: I have not yet done mediation. This is why I really want to become a member of this group so that I can improve my skills and I do the mediation because I'm also interested in peace internationally. I've I've had an experience of having conflict of course, with other people, and sometimes I think I got it wrong without <laughs> mediating it properly. And of course, it, it's not it's not a good thing when you don't you don't mediate. We should have that forgiving heart, so that we do positive things to develop our country, the, to develop our our planet Earth. Let me say that is internationally all over the world. I have a question for you. There's a beautiful banner up here that says Clubs and Districts, please support the VTT to train women peace builders. What is that all about? This is a peace a peace project taking place in West Africa whereby that club organizes other the community with issues to do with peace so that they can Mediate in the community so that the communities work together to promote peace and the well-being.
0: So, see if people want to learn more about mediators beyond borders international, how would they be able to contact your you people?
3: We have a website whereby people can contact Gillian Saxby, program director at gsaxby at mediatorbeyondborders.org.
0: Mosifa Lawasa of Kampala, Uganda, it's been a treat speaking with you today on Radio Rotary. Thank you for everything you're doing to keep peace between families and nations through mediators beyond borders, and best of luck in becoming a mediator.
3: Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, and I call upon you also to become a peace mediator so that together we can make a difference.
0: Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Boss and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, and we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: And Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Please visit them at SalisburyBank.com. And by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs at the Hudson Valley since 1946 and by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley.
0: And we be back with more of the Rotary International Convention from Atlanta, Georgia after these important messages.
2: What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, Or equipping a school library. Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion.
0: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services.
1: With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh.
0: Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service
1: salisbury bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs check them out at salisburybank.com that's salisburybank.com
0: salisbury bank and
1: trust member
0: fdic an equal housing lender salisbury bank enriching
4: Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com
5: Hi, this is Kathy Kruger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Krueger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at RadioRotary.org. That's info at RadioRotary.org. Looking forward to working with you.
0: Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, the whole day through. We welcome now to Radio Rotary a Hudson Valley Rotarian, John Wicks of the Suffering Club. And John, good morning. Welcome to Radio Rotary.
6: Good morning. How are you today?
0: Fantastic. So, John, I understand that uh, you've got a long family history in Rotary. Tell
6: us about it. Well, pardon the pun, but I'm an arborist, so we like to think we have long roots in Rotary. I
0: like uh, it. I like it. You know
1: what? I like that. I like that, John. You're ready,
0: you're, 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 you're ready to be on Radio Rotary. You do this all the time. So tell us about those long roots.
6: Well, my grandfather was an arborist, and in 1929 he formed our business, Wicks Arborists, and he was also a Rotarian. He wasn't a founding member, but he was a couple of years off, and he kind of you know, set the stage uh, and was one of the first members in the Suffering Rotary Club. And my father also became a member when, when he joined our firm. And then when I joined the firm, I was the third generation. So we've got uh, a long history in the Suffering Rotary Club, and I'm very thankful to be able to be a part of that.
0: Now, what is an arborist exactly, for those who may not know, like myself?
6: So an arborist, and it's interesting, is someone who cares for trees. And Based on the fact that this year Ian Risley, who's the President of Rotary International Incoming Has said he wants to plant 1.2 million 1.2 million trees Throughout the world, each A tree for each Rotarian uh, it's, it's really appropriate that uh, Being an arborist, somebody's got to care for those trees
0: So, uh your involvement uh, with Rotary, as you said, you followed your father's and, and grandfather's example. But I understand that uh, you're going to be one of the high officers in the Suffering Club this year.
6: I'm the incoming president.
0: All right, what plans do you have for the
6: Suffering Rotary? Well, uh, we're fortunate in Suffering. We have an excellent club, and we have a long history and tradition of doing good services. My grandfather and my father you know, had done a lot of community service. My father started the Arbor Day Project in the 1960s, and... Was giving away trees even when I was in elementary school. I remember getting trees when I was in elementary school. So when, after he left the club and I took over, I kept the tradition going. We give out 2,500 trees every year, and we've been doing that for over 50 years. So you do the math, and that tells you how many trees we've given out in the Suffering Rotary Club.
1: And I have been um, uh, very appreciative of the presentations that you've done talking about this project at the Suffering Club and your family, as you say, long roots, in both, <laughs> in both places, the community and Rotary, have created. And this year, that's a big initiative for Rotary International. It's a big initiative for our district. But, um, John, I understand that this is your first international conference or convention. What has just blown your socks off the most about this experience so far?
6: Well, first of all, uh, what blew my my socks off is that I haven't been here in 35 years. I mean, I've been a Rotarian a long time. And we as Rotarians somehow we get kind of cloistered in our clubs and we kind of think that that's all there is. But until I, you know, got onto the the leadership track, I really had no idea of how big Rotary actually is and how involved it is in all the service projects and everything we do. So, when I first got here and I started to realize that it's well first of all the convention center is gigantic it's nine million square feet which is like 80 acres and we're occupying most of it so that that blows you away just the, the size of the venue number two the people when you get here and you start to see the people in their native dress and speaking their languages and then going to the opening ceremonies and seeing you know hundreds of countries here with their flags and and then just also meeting and talking with people and what also blows me away is the generosity. I mean, obviously Rotarians give, right? We're here to serve, but it's just astounding. Everyone wants to give you a pin or a flag or take your picture and get your email address and connect with you and, and see, it, people are just well, so encouraging.
1: Yeah, they they want to share fellowship. That's a, that's a big thing. And Jonah, if uh, our listeners or anybody out there that doesn't know about Rotary wants to find out more about the fellowship and the fun, where would they go?
0: They would Go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the Club Locator button. Find out where your hometown Rotary Club meets. And join us for the fun, the food, and the fellowship. And meet great people like John Wicks, third-generation Rotarian. John, tell them why it's great to be a Rotarian.
6: Because we do good and we have fun.
0: Thank here you, John. You Thank you so much for joining us this morning on Radio Road. Well, Kathy Kruger, we're uh, here with Jean-Marie Cressalia. Of San Francisco, California, and she's involved with something called Roots for Peace. We're going to find out all about that. Good morning, Jean Marie.
4: Hey, Jonah. Thanks for coming by.
0: Our pleasure. So what is or are Roots for Peace?
4: So it's Roots of Peace, and we're a nonprofit organization. We're based just outside of San Francisco, but we work in war-torn regions across the globe. We've Right now, we have our biggest presence in Afghanistan and Pakistan, oh my but we work, I'm sorry, Afghanistan and Vietnam. But we work to remove the landmines and then partner with farmers and put them through a two to three year program where we take them all the way from seedlings to helping negotiate export deals.
0: And what, what is it, there? the seedlings of trees, in other
4: words? It depends on the region. We've also partnered with different agricultural institutes to help look at soil and climate and really present the farmers with a panel of what would grow best in the region, what their profit margins would look like. And then we work with them with what they want to do. In Afghanistan, it's predominantly orchards. And to be honest, it's been so successful there that we're actually affecting the GDP of the entire nation.
0: That's the gross national product. That
4: Thank is the gross national product. we planted over five million trees in Afghanistan.
0: Well, this is a win-win situation, Kathy. Yes, don't you think?
4: Yes. Now I have a question to ask because I love kids so much. There's a, a beautiful picture up here with Heidi Kuhn, the uh, the founder and CEO of, of Roots of Peace, and she's sitting here holding prostheses, and she's got kids with um, braces and prostheses on. Um, how many how many mines do you have? Any idea fields that are left, or is there another part of the program that helps out these children? With? Yeah. Okay not directly part of our program, but we try to bring in as many other nonprofits as physically possible to piggyback on the work that we've already, that we're already, you know, raging ahead to do. So in um, Vietnam, we've been partnering with Mercer on a Mission. It's a university here in Georgia, actually, and they do amazing work with prosthetics. So we are happy to raise awareness and as much as we can fund to help that because really farmers, if they can't stand on their Legs, they can't put food on the table, and
0: so well, Jean Marie, this is a win win situation right across the board because not only are you getting rid of landmines, which are dangerous to people, you're planting trees, which is going to help uh, suck in the carbon dioxide and, and fix climate change, and you're putting a cash crop in the hands of people who are poor. Wow.
4: Yeah, it's truly amazing, it is very much the economics of peace. You're enabling people to stay in their own communities, to literally be rooted in those communities that their grandfathers have been in, and not traverse continents just in search of a source to put food on the table. But they're able to stay in those communities and really thrive, prosper. And I have a question for you. Yes. How do people get, do you have a website, so people get information on how to help, how to donate, yes. anything, what we can do to help you out? Yeah. Donations are always so appreciated. Our website is www.rootsofpeace.org. That's R-O-O-T-S-O-F-P-E-A-C-E.org. And there's a place to donate there. The funds are used very effectively and efficiently. For about $300, you can sponsor a farmer for two to three years and plant about 300 trees with that $300 for that farmer. And they are given all the tools and guidance that they need to really see it through to fruition.
0: Well, Jean-Marie Krasalia of San Francisco, California, thank you for everything you're doing to make the world a better place, and thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary.
4: Thanks so much for having me, Jonah. I really appreciate it.
0: This is Jonah we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and with me is our producer, Kathy Kruger, and we have the pleasure of talking with Elizabeth Kovacny of Hungary. Well, good morning, Elizabeth, and welcome to Radio Rotary.
5: Oh, hello. Thank you. Thank you for your coming. I am from Hungary, the uh, 1911. That is our, my district, and we are just introducing the school garden project here.
0: So, what is the school garden project?
5: That project is for the small kids. We are calling them early club members. So, the Rotarians are giving the seeds uh, to these kids and they are able to see how the plants are growing. Uh, they need to irrigate, they need to take care of the uh, the plants, and then they are able to eat them these uh, products together. How old are these children that they start, their age range? Uh, Their uh, range is uh, age range of under 12 years. Oh, okay. Okay, under 12 then. Under that.
0: So, Elizabeth, is this to uh, encourage them to go into uh, farming, agriculture, or just to give them something uh, of pleasure, like many people do gardening for pleasure?
5: Because they are young kids, uh, under 12, Uh, that is uh, mainly for the education, for the knowledge, and then later on maybe they are able to be an agriculture, because Hungary is uh, very um, hard, Uh, the agriculture section is the most important at the moment.
0: And if people want to know more about this project or about Rotary in Hungary, is there a website?
5: Yes, there is a website. Um, You can reach uh, uh, www.rotary.hu.
0: That's www.rotary.hu. Well, Elizabeth Kovacsny of Hungary, thank you so much for uh, coming to America to talk about this great program, Gardening for Kids, and thank you for joining us this morning Radio Rotary.
5: Thank you very much and please come to Hungary. Hello. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, I, 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 my four grandparents
0: came from Hungary, so it'll be a return trip.
5: That uh, would be nice to see you again. I will give you my business card so you can you can come. Well, okay. And you'll make
0: something with paprika, right? Yes. Not paprika, folks at home. It's pronounced paprika, right?
5: Paprika. Yes, can. Exactly. I look forward to it. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very you. much. <laughs>
0: It's been a great pleasure to bring you today's edition of Radio Rotary from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Our thanks to the great folks at the Rotary Press Office, Chanel Williams, Vivian Fiore, and Audrey Carl, for all of their help here at the convention.
1: And our thanks to our sponsors, Salisbury Bank, your regional bank, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs at the Hudson Valley since 1946, and by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley of New York.
0: For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Tree, boss. So thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Atlanta. So long from Atlanta.